0: Welcome to The Playlist Podcast, a weekly discussion of films and TV. I'm your host, Charles Barfield, managing editor of The Playlist. And as always, I'm joined by my co-host, Mike D'Angelo and Brian Farver. Are you two ready to make like some Italian plumbers and hop into an interdimensional portal to Dino Hatton? Yahoo! <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: hey, I saw that movie opening night, okay? Opening yeah,
0: night. But well, you were like 10 though, right? Like, I mean, that's okay. I w- it was really- Dude, I still love I- that movie. Don't fuck with Mario. You just watched it, didn't you? Didn't you just? I still love it. Pulling back (laughs) the curtain. So bonkers. Mike D'Angelo, right now, is literally wearing a Super Mario Brothers The Movie t shirt. Yep. This ain't no game. (laughs) This ain't ain't no no game. game. So, yeah, if you're confused by that intro, you're one of the lucky people that hasn't experienced 1993's Super Mario Brothers feature film. But that's a pretty good tease for this week, because for the next hour or so, we're going to talk about video game films and TV adaptations. Specifically, we're going to talk a little bit about why these projects typically don't work. And then we're going to each pitch one video game that we think Hollywood should actually take a shot at adapting. This topic came up for a couple of reasons. First... If you're someone who follows us regularly, you probably know that we spoke to filmmaker Ben Wheatley recently about his new horror film, In the Earth. And during that conversation, we brought up the reasons why Wheatley left the upcoming Tomb Raider film sequel and why he thinks video game adaptations are so difficult. Also, we're all preparing for next week when the new reboot of Mortal Kombat hits theaters and HBO Max. And while we can't talk about that film at all right now, we can but tease we've seen that. It. But we've shush. seen shush. it. We have. <laughs> Yes, Well <laughs> we cannot tell you one way or another if it's any good. But what we can say is that next week we'll be running a really fun interview with Sub-Zero, Joe Taslim. So make sure you stick around for that. But before we explain how to fix the video game film curse, I got to tell you the Playlist Podcast is part of the Playlist Podcast Network, which includes Be Real, The Fourth Wall, Deep Focus, and more. And if you want to find us, you can check your podcast app of choice, whether that's Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Spotify, Anchor, Stitcher, or anywhere else you find your favorite shows. Okay, gentlemen. Let's talk about video game films and TV series. The running joke is that video game films and shows are cursed for every half-decent adaptation, like the most recent Tomb Raider or last year's Sonic the Hedgehog.
2: Wait, 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 wait. You're putting Tomb Raider in a half-decent category? I was going to say that, too. <laughs>
0: I think it's half-decent, right? Uh, no? Oh, I hated that movie. Oh, boy. <laughs> okay, well, okay, well, you're you're helping my point here, too, because as I was saying, for every half-decent adaptation, there are about a dozen god-awful ones, right? Yeah, and those god-awful ones include Super Mario Brothers. Don't Mike, dare. <laughs> Double Dragon, <laughs> Prince of Persia, Assassin's Creed, Need oh. for Speed, Dead or Alive, Hitman, doom blood rain house of the dead and most of the resident evil franchise and let's not forget everyone's favorite matthew lillard and freddie Prinz jr film from 1999
1: Oh god <laughs> what is it brian do you know
0: wing commander <laughs> wing commander that's right <laughs> i remember so, really I- enjoying that movie back in the day I uh,
2: probably wouldn't now, but I, I'm... No, no.
0: You know, in preparation for this, I was looking at some stills from that movie, and it appears that I completely erased that movie from my memory.
1: <laughs> I What's just remember like, when
0: they, they warped and the time stood still
2: and everybody was just, like, frozen in space.
1: Oh, yeah. That was, like, the yeah. capitalizing on that Matrix bullet time stuff, wasn't it? Wasn't that right around that I time? I think it was
0: before that. I think oh. it predates the Matrix, yeah. Or, or the same year. Wasn't 1999 the big year where Matrix came out? I think it was 98 or you 98. Know, oh, maybe it is a Matrix ripoff. God. Wait damn a minute. It.
1: Weren't the Wing Commander games already like little movies anyway? So why Basic. do we need a Wing Commander movie? I don't yeah, know. we're getting
0: way off course because nobody knows what the hell Wing Commander <laughs> is in 2021. <laughs> Kids out there, just Google it. Yeah. So, as that list proves, making a video game, movie, or TV show is very, very difficult. So, with that in mind, let's give some studios some ideas. We recently decided to each independently come up with a video game, film, or TV series that we'd like to see get made. And as we've done previously with Pitch episodes, we're going to provide a director, some casting ideas, and a synopsis for the film. So if you don't mind, I'd actually like to go first because Mm -hmm. I want to start by explaining what I think are some fatal flaws of previous video game films and TV series. For me, and this is all leading to my choice, for me, video game films fall kind of into two traps. One, they try to tell a story that we've already seen and interacted with uh, featuring characters that we know and love. And those tend to never live up to the actual playing of the video game. Or two, they pick a game that has very little narrative, like a Sonic or Mario, and try to make something up that usually leads to cheesy, forgettable films. Would you agree? No. Super Mario Brothers, <laughs> the movie, is great. You have Sorry, to I'm admit, though, that they took the loosest of narratives and then added like oh, extra dimensional stuff and dinosaurs and all kinds of yeah, crazy shit. They did something with that movie. <laughs> look, I will say this. It is not a great movie,
2: but f- because... It's not a great movie. It's so good. It's just one of those, like, so bad, what the hell were they thinking kind of movies. But you also have Bob Hoskins and John Leguizamo and Dennis Hopper going
0: balls out nuts that was that was prime dennis hopper era where he was yeah. like i was not a villain i can't overact right yes that was
1: like a yeah. couple years before Waterworld and like oh. uh, well that Waterworld
0: is peak Hos- or not hoskins peak hopper when it comes to crazy ass villains oh
1: yeah and it, a question for you michael is it a overall a bad movie or is it just a bad super mario brothers
2: movie <sighs> <sighs> i mean some would argue both but i it's just the choices it makes are so strange that it's it's <laughs> fascinating to me and and i yeah. I do think huh. that Bob Hoskins and John Linguizamo are genuinely good in the movie uh. they're they they're actually fun to watch.
1: they're trying they they're trying something. and mm-hmm. Sometimes They're trying all the
0: things, actually. That's the problem. Yeah. They're yeah. doing quite a bit. But anyway, I, I have a feeling, an inkling, that we will talk more Mario later. But <laughs> before we get to that, let me let me get into something else here. So as I was saying, the, the problem is typically with video game movies, in my eyes, they never are as fun as the video game. And you end up watching it thinking, man, I'd rather be playing that video game, like with Assassin's Creed, Doom, Resident Evil, or the film is just silly and forgettable offering nothing except kind of that cash grab feeling of trying to capitalize on established franchise like Sonic, Mario, Mortal Kombat, all those. So how do you fix this? Well, I think you take a video game with a strong concept that can be applied in various ways that doesn't rely on specific characters or designs or a specific story to tell. So you try to best to emulate the feeling you get when you play the game, the excitement, the joy, the tension. So, with that in mind, I want to pitch Grand Theft Auto the TV series. The Ooh, TV series. Oh, the I'm TV series. Yeah,
1: I got my attention.
0: <laughs> so, in <laughs> in my fantasy world, Grand Theft Auto is a new FX TV series. It's an oh! pitch the network and everything. <laughs> so I, t- it's okay. an anthology series that has a few rules with each season. One, It has the setting has to be Liberty City, Vice City or San Andreas, which are the three cities that, you know, these video games typically uh, stay inside of. The main character of the TV shows, whatever season, cannot be one of the main characters from the video game franchise, because Mm -hmm. in my eyes, the Grand Theft Auto stories are kind of open and shut. There's no point in telling a story we've already seen. And three, an actual Grand Theft Auto crime must be the impetus for each story. You're taking the Fargo approach. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Say? So, so that's that's exactly it, right? The idea is that you hire each season a great you know, showrunner, writer, director, whoever, and you give them those three rules and you say, create a crime story, but there's more. So in my eyes, the best part of, because again, I think the best way to do this is to try to emulate the feeling of playing the game, right? So the best part of Grand Theft Auto is learning the initial story and then taking that character and just going ape shit through the city, <laughs> racking up all the stars you can. That leads <laughs> to escalating responses from the police and the military. And the story, yes, the stories and lore of Grand Theft Auto are typically well done. But honestly, the most fun you have is when you're just doing outlandish balls to the wall shit. So that's what the series is going to do.
1: Dude, so, that sounds great. It does, right? I I love it. I Mm -hmm. love it.
0: So for my season, because I've got the first season already planned out. Oh, my God. Noah Hawley, clear your schedule. (laughs) No, no, no. Noah Hawley, let him work on Alien, please. Do not distract the man. Uh. (laughs) I have a writer and director, and you're going to know both of these names. Mm. Writer Derek Kolstad from Mm. John Wick. (laughs) And director, our buddy, Ilya Nyshuler. Oh. Okay. So, of nobody fame of nobody fame and Hardcore Henry and Hardcore Henry. So the setting is Liberty City, modern day. I feel like you have to do the first season in the city that kind of started the modern Grand Theft Auto series. And for those that don't know, Liberty City is kind of a, a rough amalgamation of like New York, Philadelphia, Jersey, all of those. And And really quickly, here's my premise. There's a woman who's recently released from prison after serving 10 years for, like, burglary and attempting to rob a bank with her ex. She gets out, sees her family has fallen apart because she's been in jail for 10 years. That typical story. Her dad dad drank himself to death. Her mom's working two jobs. But she's got, like, kind of this asshole younger sister. And she's – this woman is trying her best to, like, find a job. But she's, you know, an ex-con, can't find a job. But she refuses to go back to that life of crime business. So – the kickoff starts where her younger sister gets kidnapped, and she goes. the The woman goes through her criminal friends and is like, "If you're anything, if you're anything," and they say, "Oh yeah, she was, you know, secretly uh, taking on the role of her sister, kind of doing uh, jobs for drug dealers, stealing stuff, general thievery, and the drug dealers like she ripped off the wrong person, and drug dealers took her hostage. So now this woman has to get her sister back." And she does this by working one last job for the bad guys. And that last job to steal a car, not just any car, though, a, a van filled with drugs from a rival gang. Mm-hmm. And she does, she does this because she's good at her job. She gets pulled over by the cops. Instead of trying to run, she, she does get pulled over, but she decides to fight the cop In typical, like, John Wick fashion, you know, kind of beating the shit out of him. And then she drives off. But what that does is, like the video game, basically gets her one star. And now the cops are after her. And she has to hide, which makes, you know, the drug dealer who has her daughter mad. And she ripped off another drug dealer, so he's mad. So basically, just like John Wick, she's got the whole Liberty City on her tail.
2: Can we have the stars up in, like, the upper corner there? Do,
0: I think that would be fun. I think <laughs> I think if you, like, name each kind of, like, in the title sequence of each episode, have, like, an allusion to how many stars she has. Because here's what <laughs> happens. Every – so it just starts with, like, petty crime, right? Well, not petty, but, you know, just stealing a van for a drug dealer. Then she punches a cop. Then she has to run. And and then she has to kind of, like, rob people for money, like you do in Grand Theft Auto, mm-hmm. to buy guns, to protect herself but then that makes her even more wanted and eventually the rest of the f- the the first season she's getting into fist fights with local criminals things just get bigger and bigger and bigger and eventually by the final act maybe like the last two episodes she's a one woman army with the entire police military and all the criminals of liberty city out to get her and she knows the only way she and her family can escape is wait for it drive to the airport and hijack a plane oh <laughs> wonderful that's wonderful just- Just like what everybody does when they play Grand Theft Auto, you go to the airport, you get in a plane, you fly off. So yeah, that's kind of the basic premise. And leading the cast, probably won't be a surprise, Alexandra Daddario, because I think she needs (laughs) it. And I'll I'll explain. I think she's like a hugely charismatic actress who has gotten kind of shit on because she's either given movies that really don't show her in uh, what she's fully capable of. But if you watch her in like True Detective, she's great in True Detective. And I think she has the physicality to be a woman that could, you know, spend four or five months training to be a badass shooting guns like John Wick and eventually be believable, which I think is a huge part of it. You can't just hire anybody and and like a Zendaya or something and expect us to believe that she could take on like two two drug dealers and the police. But she could though zendaya yes okay well i mean yeah sure but i i think that's that's good and as far as linking because that really doesn't have much to do outside of the setting with grand theft auto i think you could then take some of the side characters from previous entries that were in you know liberty city and and pepper them in you could even add uh nico who's like the protagonist from grand theft auto 4 you could have him kind of have like a little cameo appearance you know hire some awesome actor i don't know Ilya knows some Russian guys, maybe. Mm-hmm. And you know, that would be fun. Just little nods and winks here or there. But he's the well, Ahsoka Tano of, of Grand Theft Auto, the series. Right, right. <laughs> but yeah, so that's that's my pitch. And then each season you hire somebody else and you do some, like I said, in Vice City. I would love to see kind of a you play with the time too, kind of again like Fargo. You see, you go back to the 80s of Vice City where it's just like Scarface. I mean, that would be really fun. I think there's infinite possibilities, and it could be just like Fargo in the sense that it's kind of an experiment on what you can do within the the confines of a very loose narrative. So yeah. What do you think? Bravo. Bravo. Yeah. That's wonderful. I would absolutely
1: watch that show. I would too. That sounds like fun.
0: But that's what I think is, is the key to this, right? Is the fun aspect of it, because you could very easily take Grand Theft Auto four or five, or even Grand Theft Auto three or vice city, any of those movies or uh, any of those games and just adapt them word for word for a movie. Like that's not, That's not difficult, but I think we've seen it. We've played it, so, Um, yeah. I'm not sure about the Alexandria
2: Diodario. I'm sorry. I know you love her, but, (laughs) you know, I I might
0: go a different way with that. I also was thinking Journey Smollett from Birds of Prey. (laughs) Yes. I think she's good, too. Okay. She was my number two. I think in Birds of Prey, she showed that she can do the physicality, and I think she's also a really great actress who uh, could be badass enough. And ultimately, though— I think as nobody showed us, if uh-huh. they can make Bob Odenkirk into a badass, really yes. it's a matter of just picking a good actress and letting them do it. But Bob Odenkirk could kick our ass. Let's just let's be honest here. I know. The it's truth. embarrassing. <laughs> it's embarrassing. But yeah. So that was mine, Grand Theft Auto. With that.
1: Could it, like, scene, could it have a scene – could it have a part yeah. where – what was the thing you could always do? You could take somebody up in the helicopter and then drop them from, like, super high up in the air. Like, do you remember this, doing that in the game? You could do all kinds of things. I,
0: I was trying to – because, again, I wanted to to get the stealing of the, the airplane in there. Yeah. But I was I was thinking the best part also is it's it's a loop. You go, you, you know, hijack the airplane, you fly off, you wait till the jets come after you, and right before they're about to kill you, you jump out, and you <laughs> – you know land somewhere and you do it all over again but uh that doesn't make sense narratively that's <laughs> really ridiculous and uh yeah so you'd hit a ceiling real quick and then go well, well
2: actually Fast and the Furious has not hit a ceiling yet so literally they're, they're, they're going, going to space, to space. yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> uh this, this could very well, again, d- depending on the person taking control of the series, it could go Fast and Furious for a season, and I'd be fine with that. Or it could go super grim and gritty and, and you know, whatever. I think uh, all those are valid in the GTA world. And I just yeah. think you have to – I don't think a movie would work because there's no way you could do Grand Theft Auto in a movie. And I don't think a straight-up adaptation could
1: work. So, yeah, there you go.
2: I, I just could do that in a movie, but I I would like to see your version where it's where it's like uh, anthology series. That's I awesome. was
1: gonna say that's so that's so genius. Like mm-hmm. oh man, each season would be so fresh and oh man. Well, yeah. I think
0: if anything, FX has shown us with American Horror Story and Fargo that anthology series can work really well if you've got you know kind of a strong idea. Um, yeah. So yeah, I'm down. I would, I'm going to save Mike for last because I think we're going to have a lot to talk about. So <laughs> I, want to, I want to throw it to Brian. Please let the people know what video game franchise you've chosen to adapt and why.
1: This was a little tough, but the the choice was uh, – at the end of the day, I guess it wasn't a super hard choice. It would be Punch-Out. Now, for those of you that don't remember Punch-Out, this was a – uh, an arcade game started off in the arcades. It was made by Nintendo, eventually ported to uh, the NES, started off as Mike Tyson's punch out. Then and
0: for those that are really young, the NES is what we used to call the Nintendo before yes. the Super Nintendo. Nintendo, Nintendo Entertainment, Entertainment
2: System. System.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. So, yeah, Nintendo Entertainment System. It started off as Mike Tyson's punch out, named after the the boxer of the time. And um, some might I say mean, everybody oh, knows Mike still Tyson. Now. Yeah. Eventually Have you was, seen
0: his recent training videos? No. The guy's in his fifties and he looks ripped, like he could murder somebody. Oh, really? Wow. Oh, yeah. yeah.
1: I didn't know he was in his fifties. That's a He is. Eventually, they he lost the license to use Tyson. It became Punch Out, and the game is just this. You just play this character. His name is Little Mac. Uh, he's coached by this older. I don't. We don't know much about his his trainer, but Doc Lewis is his name. And uh, he fights this really colorful cast of of boxers that in the game you can see they are physically, I would say, what, twice his size? Like every boxer yeah. is is substantially bigger. They all have interesting characteristics. They're all just just great. They have their weaknesses. They have their strengths. But as the game goes on, they get wicked tough. <laughs> I think Tyson was the last opponent in the first game. And then when they lost him, I think the last guy was Super Macho Man, I think. Yeah. Can you guys correct me on that? Okay. I think that's right. So the movie, um, this would be a movie. I, I really was struggling with this a little bit because, I mean, how do you differentiate this from, from Rocky? And really, I think, I guess the inspiration here comes from, hear me out, Dick Tracy. Oh. Now, <laughs> Dick Tracy, another uh, this That's another nostalgic film for me, but it's about this detective who basically goes up against this rogues gallery of like it's set in the 30s. He's a detective. These are all these like bad guys in this city, and I don't know, they're criminal empire. Anyways, each bad guy in this in Dick Tracy and the comic that it's based on are just so exaggerated looking i mean they are just ripped right from the pages of the comic one guy has like a square head called flat top another one has no face he's called the blank they're they're essentially monsters so that's the one was al pacino pacino was a big boy caprice that's right Mm -hmm. he is great he is just great but (laughs) we um,
0: we actually if you're interested to read more about dick tracy we celebrated its anniversary i believe last year with a a think piece that's really well written so
1: did you oh i'd love to read that i would it's I on would a website called the playlist the hey. but anyways that's kind of my my thought for this was it would be yeah a boxing film but the bad guys would they would be just as over the top as they are in the game for for doc lewis and little mac the main character i'm thinking i'm thinking for little mac alden ehrenreich I feel like
0: solo himself.
1: Yeah, like that movie, he spent. I I thought he actually looked pretty beat up, kind of dirty throughout the film. So I feel like in a movie like this, well, (laughs) there you. He's a very handsome man. He he is, but I I feel like I could see him in a ring. I could see him in a boxing ring. For Doc Lewis, there's one person that came to mind, and that would be Will Smith. Uh, (laughs) Okay. I feel like Will Smith would be as... because How old is Smith now? He's, He's
0: in his 50s.
1: It was either Will Smith or Sidney Poitier. I don't know. <laughs> um, but I, I, I went with, with Will Smith. He'd, he'd be pretty good. Um, I have one question for you. You say yeah. we're
0: doing exaggerated. So is this being played as a comedy or is this sincere with just kind of wackiness?
1: This is sincere with wackiness. And another this actually goes back maybe to last year. Cause I, I don't know why it occurred to me at that time, but I thought that's when I first thought of this idea and I had the trailer all figured out and the trailer would basically be a, it, it would essentially be the exact same as we saw for Logan with Johnny Cash's hurt playing in the background. So I just, I couldn't get the trailer out of my head. I did pitch it to a few people and they politely declined. Uh, <laughs> Yeah. Pass on the idea, but wait, wait, wait. How is it uh, set
0: the stage for me? Where does Hurt and Johnny Cash come in?
1: The trailer would be it would just, it would, I mean, essentially, it's the same as the Logan trailer. It would just be him facing <laughs> off against these guys. There'd be some voiceover, probably by Will Smith's character, Doc Lewis, you know, like, oh, you got to go the distance or something. I don't know. But yeah, we would see just glimpses of of the opponents we wouldn't see what super macho man looks like we wouldn't see what piston honda looks like or glass joe we'd save that for the movie because it's like when we saw the teenage Mutant ninja turtles on the screen for the first time we want to save that experience because they're just going to look yeah this is going to be a it's going to be played straight it's going to be played serious but the boxers are going to look like like yeah you're going up against something that's not from this planet are they going to be twice
0: the size of Alden Ehrenreich?
1: Yes. And that's where I, I don't know. I, I, I assume we're probably going to have to cast WWE. Uh, <laughs> like I, 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 swear John Cena would be so good as super macho man. Like I i could I see that. I could see like, that. He would be awesome. I, I, we'd have to put the rock in there somewhere. I mean, that might be a little below him, but I don't know, just just thinking about like using those guys because they are physically huge. Uh, I see that being the only way to go. But Mike had mentioned earlier today, would Tyson have a cameo at some point? And yeah, absolutely. I just don't know where. But you had an interesting idea before, Charles, <laughs> that I, that made me laugh. It made us laugh.
0: It was um, more of a cold open where yeah. it's, it's, you know, the 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 movie starts with Mike Tyson kind of in that little Mac, that little Mac role. And he just gets laid out by, like, a Glass Joe or somebody. Yeah. And then it cuts Glass to... Glass Joe? You're going to him by... Somebody. Mr. The Sandman, <laughs> Soda Popinski. I mean, you name him. Oh, whoever. Yes. It's got to be
2: Super Macho Man to really establish how badass true. he is. That's
0: true. Super true. Macho Man knocks out Mike Tyson. And we're talking 18-year-old, 19-year-old, just got his world championship Mike Tyson. Marking
2: the Okay. Well, Ooh, yeah, yes. sure.
0: Ooh, cool. And it cuts to the title where it would have said Mike Tyson's punch out, but you just then erase Mike Tyson from it. And it just says punch out with the two exclamation points.
1: Oh, I'm not against it. I'm not. Yeah. The two exclamation points. (laughs) Yeah. And I just, I don't know this. I I see it as being just like a mix between Rocky and, and, and yeah, just complete and other silliness, even down to the credits, like the end of the credits, I would, you would, you would, the final, you know, credits would roll. And then you'd hear a sound that sounds like somebody taking a game out of the NES or something, or some, some (laughs) shutdown
2: sound, or I don't know. Every, every credits has to be uh, the coach on the bike and Matt (laughs) running beside him.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: I, well, here's what I would like. I would like an intermission. And the intermission comes up where the movie just cuts out at an in, inexplicable time, and you just hear somebody go, <laughs> <laughs> and then they put it back in and it turns yes. out again.
1: Oh, God. These are wonderful ideas. And I see no reason, Will Smith, Alden, you're listening right now, I know. Uh, to just. <laughs> You start getting in shape because you're you we, we want you to look good for this movie when it does get made next year. <laughs> so, yeah, punch out. I, I think could it do I think it could work? Maybe, maybe not. I don't know. But I just I can't get it out of my head. And I was just listening to Hurt again as we were eating dinner as a family and trying to tell them about this <laughs> idea. Sorry, got- man. I'm just imagining the the
0: Farver household eating dinner silently as johnny cash <laughs> talks about hurting himself
1: that is the most dreary and depressing thing i've ever heard in my life brian it lasted about three seconds and then the kids wanted to hear fireflies by owl city and i i, I obliged i don't I, know which is worse i don't know. well i genuinely enjoy the the johnny
2: cash cover but for for dinner time with the family that's probably
1: <laughs> not the choice <laughs> i was telling my daughter i was saying to to isabel like oh, you want to hear this song? This is the idea I had for the trailer for this Punch-Out! movie. (laughs) And she's
0: like, first, let's
1: Punch-Out! What are you talking about, Second, video games used to come on cartridges? What? (laughs) Yes. And, like, we have Nintendo Switch Online, so we have the original Punch-Out! And my son has played it, but the the idea of, like, yeah, physical media is so... That's so 90s. But, (laughs) yeah, Punch-Out! We'll see. We have it
2: on the arcade downstairs.
1: Yo, oh, that's right. Along with you said, did you say Data East Ghostbusters is on there? Mm-hmm. My mm-hmm. favorite arcade game of all time. Favorite arcade game.
0: We are dating ourselves at an embarrassing <laughs> rate right now. We need to stop or crumbling our, to our, dust. Uh, crumbling yeah, this is people are 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 really tuning out at this point. So <laughs> with that in mind, let's talk about another 80s video game. Yes. But this one is relevant because they still make games based on it. I was um, just playing it with my son. Okay, so with that... Which one, the one? Uh, the Switch one, yeah. Oh,
1: cool. Okay.
0: Mike, pitch us your uh, video game adaptation. So,
2: I mean, it's, it's it's been spoken about the whole episode, you know, mainly by just me, is Super Mario Brothers. <laughs> and one, I picked this because I already had an idea from a decade ago that's probably still not very good. But two, it's Super Mario Brothers... And it makes no freaking sense as far as like a narrative story goes. So it's just one of those things that I, I just wanted to have fun with it, fun with the characters and and just kind of make it the movie that I would watch, but literally no studio in their right mind would make. So it's it's like a, a hard R over the top <laughs> B action movie oh. that, that
1: is like The Raid. Just just Um. know right now my eyes are closed. I'm sitting back in my seat and I'm taking this in. I I cannot wait. I cannot wait. Yes.
2: Uh, So it's called Super Mario colon Bowser's Tower. Um, (laughs) And like I said, it's it's hard R. It's like the raid where most of it takes place in like a tower only. uh, It takes place in not Trump Tower, but Bowser Tower in Mushroom City. So – Basically, in the beginning, we learned that Peach has gone missing for a couple of weeks after her and Mario kind of go on a bit of a break. Luigi and Toad, who are people, not a mushroom-headed Ooh. dude. Is he going to wear a
1: hat that resembles a mushroom?
0: He
2: does have a hat with a mushroom on it, yes. Oh, my God,
1: guys, guys, I this is the best night of my life. This is the best, <laughs> best night of my whole life.
2: And controversial choice, they're not plumbers. By trade. Whoa! Um, Whoa!
1: And you done yep. up. You done yep. But
2: anyways, Luis, Luigi and Toad track Peach down.
0: All the they laying can... pipe jokes that you missed uh-huh. in your hard yeah. R Mario brother. Dude, there's
2: gonna be plenty of laying pipe in there. Okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so uh, <laughs> where were we? Luigi and Toad. They they managed to track her down. Uh, be a Peach's stepfather. Basically, he. They, they have a picture of her going into Bowser Tower being embraced by Bowser. They assume she's being held against her will and based on the story that her stepfather told her and decide to violently, you know, break her out, disguising themselves as plumbers to gain entrance to the building.
1: Uh, oh, there you there go. There we go. we all yep. fixed now. Fix now.
2: So at this point, violent, over the top chaos, including like the, the lobby level where uh, somehow Bowser had seen them coming or knew that they were coming, had a a greeting party laid out for them. The violence kicks off, I will just say this, by them getting their bags confiscated. They open the bags. What's in them? A bunch of bombs
1: (laughs) Holy Christ. Mario has the Christ
2: and sets it off. So explosions go off. Mario hits the desk. He jumps in the air and stomps on Iggy's head. Exploding it into bloody, you know, mayhem. Oh. At which point you know, I was just like, oh my God, that was so much worse than I thought it would be, you know, one of those moments. But, anyways.
1: <laughs> uh,
2: <laughs> Did you see so, that guy's head just blew up? Exactly. So, you know, the tone <laughs> I'm going for here, and it's way over the top and very cheeky and almost cartoonishly R rated. So, they gain entrance to the building. They have to- toad is basically their guy in the chair he's the yeah. the tech dude that's in the van, and he's trying to gain access to the private elevator that goes straight to Bowser's penthouse basically, but he can't do it so they decide to start on the stairs where unbeknownst to them some you know giant whiskey barrels start coming down the <laughs> stairs they get you know they bolt out of the way just to get out of there they get knocked into what looks like a distillery because Bowser is so rich and so boozy that he has a private distiller yeah. who is an Armenian hairy ass giant named Kong. Oh, <laughs> 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 who was throwing the barrels down the stairs to, to corner them into his distillery. So I love it. Yes. Ultimately, oh. you know, there's a showdown between them, which involves Luigi taking uh, something that Toad left in, in his pocket that has a patch with a, Big uh, star on it that he slaps on his his skin where where his veins uh, meet in his wrist and it basically is a giant steroid thing that juices oh, him up. Drug, be,
1: oh yeah. man!
2: Yeah, and and so they get a there's a lot of action that ensues for them to get up each floor. There's a showdown between Mario and Bowser that ends with you know there's this big like back and forth between them you know ultimately laying out who Bowser is. And and why Mario's come for him and how he knew and all that stuff. But only to learn, only for them to kind of like break out into a fight, Mario ends up gaining control of Bowser's gun and shoots him four times in the chest to realize, okay, Peach is here. She's here of her own will. He's actually her dad. Big Wow. So he'd taken her. He did take her in an, an attempt to try to develop a relationship with her. She started staying of her own free will but she realized he was a really bad dude and you know he had plans to divide and ravage the city for his own profit that kind of thing trumpism <clears throat> but uh, <laughs> basically everyone escapes but not before like the it, you know word gets out that bowser's dead the cops are surrounding the building they need to get out they can't go out through the ground floor they're trying to figure their way out they find their way up to the 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 roof they can't get off there they have to go through uh, a giant. Well, I, we wanted to do a drain pipe, but you know it ended up having to be like a giant vent. So you're, you're riding down the giant vent. Uh, it gets to like the third floor. They have to break the window. And what's outside? A giant flagpole with
1: oh, uh, man! A, <laughs> Bowser, <to the> <laughs> a Bowser
2: flag that they have to ride down to uh, the street level. <laughs> At which point, Toad has. Of course, souped up carts waiting for them to to have basically (laughs) like a wicked, you know. And by the way, while they're riding down that flagpole, don't think there won't be like a like giant fucking metal flames, (laughs) all that. Um, So, yeah, and and it, it basically ends in the Mario Kart chase the cops are trying to chase them down through Mushroom City. Mario and Peach leave the Mushroom City as fugitives from the law, you know, slinging bananas and all the the shit they have. In their- <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Yeah. So it, it's it's in no way a movie that should be made. But would I want to watch it? Absolutely.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah. I- I think I would argue that it should be made, even if you get a copyright strike thrown against you, (laughs) (laughs) because obviously Nintendo is not going to have anything to do with that. Exactly. I mean, hard (laughs) R political Mario with exploding heads and drug use. No.
1: And it works in all of like Donkey Kong. And I know know. how. Wow.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean you'd have to do some like Mario Maker stuff. Like you could go super deep into the illusions and Easter eggs. True. But uh Mike, do you have cast members?
2: Oh yes, yes. So I had to go, you know, Italian dudes. Um,
0: <laughs> of course.
2: <laughs> so our, like Bob our Hoskins. and and former <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> our friend and former podcast guest, Frank Grillo. Of, of yes. course. Cast Mario. Mario, right? Yes. Yeah. His younger, taller better looking brother Luigi is Joe Mang- Joe Manganello. Wow.
1: Okay.
0: Alright. That's a buff Mario and Luigi.
2: I know. I know. They're, well, I'd, I would hope they kind of let themselves go for this one.
0: Have you just met so those they guys? Look
2: like shit for this movie. I just want them You're to never try gonna to look themselves. like
0: shit. But here's the thing that's awesome about this. If, if Frank Grillo, if you talk to him about this, he seems like the right kind of guy who'd be like, <laughs> hell yeah, I'll do that. And we know Joe Manganello loves right. video games and is a big nerd, so... Yeah
2: yes the yeah. uh, peach i wanted alicia vikander
0: nice uh, oh Tope, good uh
2: is their little buddy dylan o'brien okay uh, and well, bowser American assassin is, himself yes and bowser is played by brendan gleason
1: Ooh, um, brendan gleason as bowser that is interesting
2: yes. I yeah i could see it's very trumpy
0: yeah. wasn't so I, he wasn't he trump and comey rule he was <laughs>
2: yeah which is pretty much why I picked it. Uh, <laughs> but director-wise, I have three options, and they're the obvious ones. Gareth Evans of The Raid, yeah, David of Leech, um of, of John Wick fame, Joe Carnahan of, you know, Smokin' Aces.
1: Carnahan stuff. would probably kill it. Yeah. I think of those three, you
0: might be able to convince Joe Carnahan. <laughs> He's
2: pretty busy, but I think
0: I got it. No, no, no. I mean, but like Gareth Evans seems to be kind of disinterested in anything to do with the raid. True. Whereas Joe Carnahan's like, yeah, let's do this. That sounds batshit crazy.
2: I mean, let's get our buddy Frank on the line and and just pitch it, you know. It's just, I like just...
1: it. <laughs> what is the last line going to be? Please just tell me. like, Because the last line, I know, I know you. It's going to be something so good, and it's probably going to make me either cry or just – Cream myself. So, just what's the last line of, of the Mario movie?
0: I know what it is, but I'll let Mike.
1: I want to hear both of yours. I want to hear both of yours. Oh god. It, it it was something to the
2: uh, effect of, it, "It's not going to be the ridiculous like Mario voice. Here we go!" But it was him saying, "Here we go," uh, oh, as they okay. speed out. I I do like
0: that, but yeah. also I would pay top dollar to hear Frank Grillo saying the final word. Like somebody says, like. What's your name? And he goes, it's a me, Mario.
2: Oh, it's a me. <laughs> oh, oh, no.
1: <laughs> that is a, the, a great trailer moment, though. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> what do you say? Like, it's a me, and then cocking the gun, Mario, boom, and fires <laughs> bitches. the gun? Yeah. <laughs> is there- bitches! Oh, he those bitches at the end. Oh, <laughs> clapping. <laughs> this is the sound <laughs> of clapping. Well, I mean, you have to at that point, right? You have to at that point. Is the gun called bullet bill? Ooh. Is the no like the say bill on the side? We
2: could do that, but there were like chomskys uh, you know, those little things on the chain that would chomp at you. Yeah. Uh, those were dogs, Rottweilers in in Brendan Gleason's little pad. All oh, good choice. That on a chain. Good.
0: Uh, there was all
2: kinds good. of little stuff that, you know, I, I peppered in there.
0: So for Bowser though, obviously you can't go full on like dinosaur no but there has to be something about it right like i know you're doing this like edgy kind of all real sort of thing but they mm-hmm. are in mushroom city so mm-hmm. will he have like a spiked collar or something <laughs> like
1: yeah
2: what if he has a giant bowser face tattooed on his chest
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> i feel like he needs to take off his uh, shirt for no yes. reason at some point and reveal a giant tattoo
0: yeah like he's got frank like beaten down and he's doing that like mafioso thing where he takes off he like slowly unbuttons his silk shirt mm-hmm. revealing this ridiculous dragon Bowser dinosaur tattoo. <laughs> I would love that. Great. Yeah,
1: yeah. I, can see, I can see that scene playing out playing out in my head. What did Bowser throw like in the first game, the very first game? What was he throwing at you when you encountered him? Was it fireballs or axes? Yeah, I believe it was fire.
2: Well, yeah, he had axes too, didn't he?
1: Could he oh yeah could he grab like a fire axe off of the wall at some point and throw it at mario or like oh wait then he, mario shoots him so that's almost like a fire. mario ball. would
0: have to have fireballs too right yeah like you would have yeah. to play you, you do the star thing which is, i think is really clever but that's i think a good power up i yeah. think you got to do the drug thing for all of them right
2: yeah there like, was a green mushroom that revived luigi when he got shot
1: <laughs> like a one-up Oh, yeah. I,
0: love, I love the idea of them being, like, these holistic badasses that just carry various mushrooms and power-ups with them.
2: <laughs> well, to- Toad has stashed them in their pockets, yes.
0: Like, Toad's some sort of, like, drug dealer yeah. on the side, and he just has, like, mushrooms and, and injectables. Yes, exactly.
2: It's like future, like, steroids. Nuke. Like, it, uh,
1: like Dread. Wasn't that a big... A key mm-hmm. point of the Dread mm-hmm. remake. So, are drugs And Robocop 2,
0: Nuke. Come on,
1: guys. Oh, yes, Nuke. Kane's Nuke, yes. The
2: only thing I'm realizing I didn't put in there is a sex scene, and there needs to be just like a full-length lane lane pipe, lane. pipe scene. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, that's we, That's for the rewrite, guys. <laughs>
0: That's when Nintendo comes back and says, we're all about this rated R Joe Carnahan Mario, but we need boobs. More penetration, please. <laughs> now, look, I I once read. <laughs> Joe, we're going to go unsimulated sex for this movie. <laughs> Can we go full eyes wide shut on this one, guys? <laughs>
1: oh.
0: Caligula. Yeah. Oh, wow.
1: I, um. Uh... I read a treatment or no, actually, I think it was a full script that Max Landis wrote for a Super Mario world movie. And it was really hard to get through. You lost
2: me at Max Landis.
1: (laughs) I I was, that's why I kind of shuddered a little bit as I was saying that, but yeah, this is so much better. This, this oddly makes sense to me. This, this Mario idea, this makes total sense. Yeah. This I just
2: happen- didn't understand how to make it make sense as, like, a kid's movie or something that would be good for the property. Yeah. <laughs> so I was just so,
1: like, fuck
0: it. I'm going to make it what I want to see. So so here's the thing about Mario. When you get down to it, it's so weird and abstract and yeah. violent that mm-hmm. it really can't be a kid's movie. Like, yeah. even when they tried to do it with, with the movie you love, the 90s Mario, it's – I wouldn't argue that that's a kid's movie. That has got some no. scary shit in it. Like. Yeah, and it, it really has very little to do with the games. <laughs> no, but then oh, it has yeah. a lot to do with the games because they yeah. went out of their way <laughs> to somehow make it so that dinosaurs were like real and like wasn't like Yoshi in that or something like Yoshi, Yoshi was, was in
1: that. In that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: It, it, oh, boy. Obviously, and if Frank Grillo is gonna have like a pit bull named Yoshi or something, right? Oh,
1: God, oh yeah, where's Yoshi well. in this?
0: It, it, let's just say it was that.
2: I did not have an idea for Yoshi. Okay.
0: Yeah. It's either that or he's got, like, an iguana or some shit.
2: <laughs> Here we go.
0: I, I think a pit bull's way cooler. A
2: giant bearded dragon. <laughs> <laughs> that he just lets roam around his apartment.
0: Yeah. And then maybe there's, like, a drug scene where he imagines riding it. <laughs> Like, that's what we don't know is that before they faked his plumbers and murdered a whole lot of people in, in Bowser's Tower, they, they just did a lot of mushrooms
1: on <laughs> at their
0: house. And, like, then you could, like, intersperse, like, real honest-to-God, like, live-action adaptations of Mario levels of them, like, breaking bricks with their head and eating <laughs> mushrooms and stepping on, like, whatever, Koopas or whatever. So oh. the whole movie is just an increasingly
2: crazy acid trip or mushroom yes. trip?
1: <laughs> at the end, it's just revealed that it's just Frank Grillo in his underwear running around his apartment. Just <laughs> stoned God. off his ass. <laughs> uh,
2: that's like, not a bad version either, guys. It's like it's
0: a, version. His kid who's in boss level, we found out, his kid looks at him and says, Dad, what are you doing? He's like, I'm not dad. It's me, Mario. <laughs> Shut up, Wario, and he punches his kid in the face.
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's how it ends. That's how the movie ends. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so if we're if we're gonna say, Hey oh, God, I'm dizzy. I'm actually dizzy. <laughs> if we're gonna line up these three and say, Hey, we're gonna actually make one of these, I I absolutely think Charles should be made. Oh, but yeah. I definitely want to see uh, yeah. an over-the-top rated R. Why the fuck did they make this Super Mario film?
0: Well, and I want to see Punch Out, where it's played oh, yeah. like fucking Rocky, but with Dick Tracy villains. Like, yes. <laughs> I
2: I can't wrap my head around Rocky with Dick Tracy villains. I got to be honest, Farber, but I, 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 I will. No, I know, I know and see. I.
1: It the, it would all just come down to the casting because they couldn't like, l- it's not like we would make them up to look so, so silly. But we also have to assume that in this movie, he's probably gonna be fighting a lot of like underground fights as well. Like maybe he'd go up to, you know, Canada and that's where he'd meet Bearhugger if we want to work in guys <laughs> from Super Punch Out. You mentioned Bearhugger before. so. Yeah, he'd 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 work his way through the what was it, the, the video game boxing association, wasn't that it in, in the <laughs> like game? He'd work his way through. And... I'm trying to figure out a,
2: a way to work the power
1: glove in. <laughs> I, I can't
0: <laughs> maybe That's there's training gloves. Yeah. I, well, so here's the thing is you can't have a power glove scene that could possibly top the wizard. Yeah, you right. so you just don't yeah. love the power glove <laughs> in the case. Yep.
1: Speaking of, I thought Rad Racer might make a cool movie oh, too. Oh, <laughs>
0: I I actually thought of that. That was one of my Did my you? Oh. Yeah. That we Brian and I talked. Uh I was thinking Star Fox, Rad Racer, Grand Theft Auto of course, mm-hmm. and I forget what my fourth one was I was trying to think of. I was very Entroid. close to pitching a hard R Mega Man as well.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that could work so
0: well. Yes. Another Mega another Man. project that when you break it down is super creepy and weird. And... Yeah, it does not make sense. No. Mega
1: Man, yeah. Who would you have for the director of your Star Fox film?
2: Oh boy, I don't know. Wing Commander? Who directed Wing Commander? <laughs>
1: <laughs> not that uh... guy. <laughs> I think yeah. Edgar Wright could do pretty well with a Star Fox Ooh, film. You know, it would a have a good soundtrack at the very least. Yeah. I think
0: Edgar Wright would be like an inspired choice for Punch Out, though, too. Ooh. Yeah, I thought too. Like, if you look at something like Scott Pilgrim, he has a way of making something that's full of heart yet r- uber ridiculous.
1: That's see, that's a good point. It does have to have like an emotional core to it. My my thought was James Mangold, so I guess I'm I'm just. You're just about that I, Logan. Logan. <laughs> <laughs> I just love Logan so much. Let go of uh, James Mangold. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I actually Aaron Wright might might work too. Certainly, he'd bring the energy. There's no question. Those fights would ooze energy. So I
0: almost think that Alden and Aaron Wright, though, if I can poo poo your selection, is too tall. Yeah,
2: yeah that. <sighs> May I pitch my very own Toad, Dylan O'Brien?
1: Dylan yeah. O'Brien. Or Brian's favorite, zach Efron. Uh, And now we're bringing it full circle because my first choice was Mike's all-time favorite actor, Sir Dave Franco. (laughs) Oh,
2: God, he does have a punchable face. I'll
0: give him that. (laughs) Whoa. I could see Dave Franco really doing well, though. Really? Yeah.
1: Efron's got the build, man. He's. I was
0: recently watching Baywatch because it was on one of the channels. And his body is so ripped. He has muscles on muscles in that movie. Yes. And it's almost disturbing. Like, I felt gross watching it. Like, they needed to <laughs> censor his body. It's a um, terrible movie. Just it's a terrible
1: t- movie. <laughs> it is, it is really it, it's subtle.
0: not terrible. It's got some moments. No. particularly. You're with... talking about Alexander D'Otario. You... <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> just okay. because... I mentioned a movie that she happens to be in and is pretty good in. Yeah. Okay, sure she is. (laughs) (laughs) Whatever. This is a personal attack, and I will not stand for it. You really want to revive her career, I love it. Revive her career? She's doing just fine, guys. Okay, sure she is, buddy. Hey, she was in a pretty good movie I reviewed last year. Lost Girls in (laughs) Love Hotels. Check it out. It's really dark and depressing, but pretty good. Everybody's heard of that one. Hey, and she's got a, a new TV show coming out with uh, Sidney Sweeney and uh, other people. Mm, totally. Yeah. Her career is doing fine, guys. She was in fucking Songbird. In Songbird yeah. <laughs> she, she was in Songbird, yeah. She was <laughs> in Songbird. You know, that pandemic movie everybody watched. <laughs> anyway, enough yeah, about yeah. Alexandra Daddario. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> We Something I never
2: thought I'd hear you say, by the way. God, I
0: hate you guys. (laughs) (sighs) Anyway, as I was going to say, we're doing this episode in lieu of of fully talking about Mortal Kombat because we will be talking about something else next week. But Mortal Kombat is coming out next Friday. You can check it out on HBO Max and in theaters. Joe Taslim, who's a personal favorite of ours, is Mm -hmm. in the movie and pretty good in it. But that's about all I can say about the movie. And and for the life of me, don't try to convince me that the nineties Mortal Kombat is any good because it's not.
1: Yeah, it's, it's not.
0: No, you're right. There's a lot of nostalgia creeping out over the past month or so. People saying that Mortal Kombat's a decent movie. It's not a decent movie. Everybody no. should go watch it. And then yep. skip Annihilation. Cause that's oof. God, that is a that is a
1: piece of crap. Like wh- <laughs> I guess, why is the first one so bad? Is it just, is it boring? I kind of feel like it's a little boring. It's
0: it's a bit low budge, as the kids say. Oh, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. The the green screen is is god-awful. And oh. the, uh, the here's what I'll say. The good parts of that movie are basically encompassed in the final fight between Liu Kang and Shang Tsung with the song playing in the background. Mm-hmm. That's yes. pretty cool. Outside of that, everything else is, is pretty terrible. The guy who plays uh, Johnny, uh, Johnny Cage is pretty good, though.
1: Yeah, he really plays plays yeah. up that role. Well, it's about yeah. all I have to say about
2: Mortal Kombat. <laughs> you know, I like, I, I'm, all I can think about is the new one. I want to talk about it, but I can't talk about it.
1: I, <laughs> know, NFL, but...
0: I do, too. I know. It will. Who knows? Maybe when everything's all said and done, and we can, you know, have some distance from that movie, we will relitigate the movie or litigate the movie since we can't talk about it now. But yeah, mm-hmm. everybody go out and check it out. There's really nothing else to watch in theaters. <laughs> see Godzilla <laughs> versus Kong. I don't know why people are paying money to see that. Yeah. Uh,
2: smashy but,
1: smashy, dude. Smashy
0: smashy. I know. I know. And and good on you, Adam Wingard, for reviving theaters. <laughs>
1: Somebody. why am i on the alexander dario wikipedia right now why why? <laughs> why 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 am i here
0: what were you trying to look
1: up i'm just looking to see what else she's done oh she was in another video game movie rampage yeah uh, she's like she's good friends with her san andreas dad the rock
0: ah oh, uh, wow. yes san andreas oh, wow. a pretty solid disaster movie what else has she been in? true to percy oh, jackson ah uh, yes jackson. percy
1: My All that movie oh good the what movie all past the fairly brothers uh oh that was pretty bad <laughs> early brothers film <laughs> i have a feeling this isn't going to make the
0: podcast <laughs> <I don't... laughs> i'm going to oh, edit i'm oh, going to edit face. mike <laughs> saying things like i love alexandra daddario <laughs> <laughs> <It's good. laughs> but yeah we should probably wrap up let's let's wrap up and and yeah it's just Stick around next week. We'll have a little bit of Mortal Kombat talk where we we talk to Joe Taslim who plays Sub-Zero. And, yeah, these movies that we pitched sound like a lot of fun, probably won't get made. And it's a damn shame in my eyes.
1: One last question for you guys. Oh, go ahead, Mike. I'm sorry. I was just going to say,
2: Charles, throw out the the generic email for the playlist if those studios are listening and they want to make them.
0: Uh, they they know how to reach us. They, be, <laughs> I'll I'll keep my my email wide open for you guys and and email
2: me freakinacage.com. What dude? Where's my car reference? Okay, that won't make oh. all <laughs> pod,
0: podcast either. <laughs> Freak in a cage.
2: Andy Dick, everybody.
1: Andy Dick. <laughs> oh wow. Brian, what was your question? My question is, are they going to? our studio is going to figure out the formula and start making consistently good video game films at some point in the future. That's my last question for you guys. Charles says no.
0: So here's my thing. I will, I will reference what Ben Wheatley recently said in our interview where he Mm -hmm. said that video games and movies have meshed a lot. Video games have taken a lot of inspiration from movies and movies have taken a lot of inspiration from games. And when you Try to adapt a video game, and you take away that interactivity; it loses kind of a a, a thing. It just turns into a regular movie with a, suddenly a dumb story. Yeah, so it's it's very difficult. I think if to yeah. to make it work, you have to kind of go batshit crazy, like what we just did tonight, <laughs> or really like reinvent the wheel. I'm holding out hope for the Halo
2: show that's coming, but
0: you never know. Halo is again; it's one of those stories where. Do you want to watch guys shoot aliens or would you rather just fire up the video game and shoot aliens? It's tough. Both? Can I, guess. Can I do both? Yeah. Yeah, sure. <laughs> but then you have something like HBO is going to do. Was it Last of Us? Yeah. See, that and, could that could break the mold. Well, but the thing is, is the video game is basically an interactive movie. Here's the thing, though. And there is an audience for this
2: stuff, and it's lazy people like me who refuse to play the game because it takes too much of their time and they have three kids. <laughs> so just give me something that I can swallow you know, quickly in, in digestible chunks.
0: That's fair, but also I don't know that that's kind of what a lot of people want. I mean, because there are going to be diehard people who've played the games and know every line and who are going to say, well, they changed that. They messed up. Hear me out. There's a cameo by Alexandra Daddario. Oh. <laughs> Obviously. <laughs> okay uh thanks for shooting the shit again with me guys talking video games and and bad movies mm-hmm. uh, my favorite things in the world and we will uh be back next week with more wackiness thanks zoinks
1: <laughs> Zoinks. <laughs>